amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Geekish Cast Live, May 11th, 2017. I'm your host, Jeremy, and joining me tonight is co-host and executive producer extraordinaire, Paul Vieira. What's happening, Paul? Not so much. How's it going, guys? And also joining us is the host of Joe on Joe. His name isn't John, but it is Joe. Joe Slepsky. What's happening, Joe? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome back this week. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Um First off, I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Joe kind of start us off because we did get uh, some bad news of this specifically in his department. So, uh, Joe, why don't you go ahead and tell us about uh, what the action figure world lost this week? Well, sure, sure, yeah. This week uh, we lost a gentleman by the name of Stanley Weston. He was the uh, the creator of GI Joe. I'm talking about back in the '60s. You know, he uh, he's the one who came up with the idea to do a counterpart to Barbie. So is he the guy that came up with like the uh, the entire line, each action figure, the Kung Fu grip and the whole thing? Well, yeah, the um, the uh, the original 12 inch style stuff. So my understanding is he wasn't he wasn't there for the, you know, G.I. Joe versus Cobra stuff. But the you know, but the 12 inch, the, the trying to get into the market. And, Paul, you did the research. I didn't realize this that he later went on to create the Thundercats. I know, right? Which is amazing. I love the Thundercats. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and it looks like he worked on like some Star Wars stuff and WWE, Legend of Zelda stuff. So he was working. Oh, welcome back, Cotter. Get out. I didn't even notice yeah, that. He worked, he worked on ALF. Just a bunch of, so he's in the, uh, he was one of, in 1989, Weston was among those inducted into the Licensing Industry Hall of Fame's inaugural class. So, yeah, he was, he was big time. Yeah, so, I don't know about you guys, Paul, you're probably a little too young to really have had much of a collection. I had a hell of a Mego collection when I was a kid. Planet of the Apes, Star Trek, DC Comics, Marvel Comics. Yes, I had Vinnie Barbarino and Horseshack, too. Love it. Yeah. What? Who <laughs> I always wanted yeah, one Epstein, but all I could ever find was a note from his mother. <laughs> I had a couple of Migos. I had uh, a Superman and Batman and the Batmobile and Robin. And I think that's where my Migo stopped. I, I had a strange recurring dream as a child that I was con- in the dream. I would always get the Incredible Hulk Migo. But I never got it in real life. But I would always dream that my mom would come home and be like, hey, I got you the Hulk Migo. 
I do remember the Hulk Mego, and it was a letdown because he's basically the same size as everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. That, that was before my time. That's pretty yeah, cool. I, but I did. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, I like you know. So we on Joe and Joe, we we primarily focus on the GI Joe versus Cobra storyline in the cartoon from the '80s, and. Uh, I've never really gotten that much into. I don't really have a, a rich history with the twelve inch stuff, but obviously, we don't have we don't have any of the three. Obviously, the three and three quarters GI Joe doesn't exist, but I don't think we have a lot of what any of us collected, whether it's Mego or Star Wars or all that stuff. This was making a doll for boys and making it acceptable for boys to have dolls. You know. And they're called action figures, Joe. They're called action that's figures. My, yeah. And that's my <laughs> and that's my point. That's my point. Like how I mean, how many what hundreds of years? Like at the end of the Planet of the Apes, right? What's what's the evidence that human civilization could talk? It's a doll. It's a girl's doll. Mm-hmm. Dolls were for dolls were for girls until Stanley Weston came along and said, you know what? Let's make a doll for boys. And that's I, that's yeah. huge. I mean that that literally is culturally shifting. Yeah, I never so, really thought of it that way, but that's, that's yeah. So I, I I think I think it's just a huge, huge, huge debt to him. Huge debt to him. Yeah, that's I had never thought of that, and you are absolutely correct. Before that, it was basically yeah. rocket ships and uh, fire engines and cap guns for little boys and dolls for girls. Right. Right. Yeah. Which. As a kid who I, I've I've always disliked cars. I've never had a fondness for cars. I'm I'm so glad because I would have been out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I to this day collect action figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, everybody. So we're gonna try something different this week so we don't rush through the review, but we're in kind of the horns of a dilemma. This week's topic is Guardian of the Galaxy Two. But I went to a um, I went to a private beer uh bottling party last weekend and ended up um Let's just say Jeremy got a little uh, hung over for two and a half days, and uh, so I didn't get two to garden. Uh, it wow. was pretty fucking. It was pretty vicious. That's it was pretty. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a lot of heavy, heavy percentages and citrus uh, flavored beers. There was a beer there called "What Would Lemmy Drink." Oh well, then you know that's oh. a real party. Yeah, there was whiskey in the beer. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So our plan is, so we don't rush through the topic anymore, we can rush through the news instead. We're going to open with the topic, but this time we're going to have to do it kind of spoiler-free. Uh, so I'm gonna, Yeah, so I'm going to throw it to you guys and let you kind of talk about it, but if i got any questions that won't ruin it for me, I will pipe up. So, uh, Joe, since we let you lead off, why don't you go ahead and take the lead on Guardians of the Galaxy? Fantastic. I loved it. To give a little preface... Uh, I was uh, enamored with the first movie from the minute I saw it. It's the first movie is my favorite Marvel movie uh, with winter soldier being a close second. Um, it, it's just, the first movie is just delightful in every way. And I think James Gunn did everything that I wanted in this movie. Just, just to perfection. It hit all the emotional strings that I wanted. Having said that it's a different movie. It's a hundred percent, a different movie. It's not this epic action with, with multi, it's actually quite a very small cast of characters in the movie. By the, by the time you get the end of it, you're like, wow, this is almost like a bottle episode. Um, but yeah. it's, I, it's so good. I think it's just, he just nails it. 
everything that I liked about the first movie, I, I got again, but it wasn't regurgitated in the exact same fashion like you see in so many sequels. It was mixed up in a blender, and I still had the same fun feeling, same love for it. So I'm on board. Paul, what about you? Uh, I would agree. Uh, the only thing I disagree is uh, I will flop. Winter Soldier is my favorite with Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, I definitely uh, agree with everything you said. Um, I was really worried about this movie because um, what happens a lot of times when guys, when you make movies that uh, do well, what they do is like, what did everybody like about yep. this first movie? And we're going to up that to an annoying degree. And he, James Gunn did it, and he, he did it. He, he upped everything we loved about the first one, but in a good way. Like, it's hard to describe. It wasn't like, you know, like, oh, God, they just played this whole thing out, and they, you know, it's too much of a good thing. He, he did it in a good way. Um, I still think the first one is better overall. I agree. It was a, a new, fresh thing that will, it caught us by surprise. Uh, this one was way funnier than the first one. Um, but I love this movie. My wife went with me and my sister went with me, and I thought they were going to roll their eyes the entire time. And as soon as the movie was over, they were both on Amazon trying to find a plush baby Groot doll because they <laughs> fell in love with baby Groot. Yes. That opening sequence of that movie is probably my favorite opening like credit sequence of any movie ever of all time. Yeah. It's so strong. It's so strong. Yeah. It, it, it was great. Uh, I love the movie. Of course, you know, people are going to say what they want to say about them. If, if you don't like the Marvel formula, you're going to hate this movie. But I found it extremely entertaining. Um, I, they set up for either with the five, they had, they had five end credit scenes, which yeah. I did like because yeah. I didn't feel like I was waiting 10 minutes till the very, very end. They kind of separated it out, which was great. And they set up for either Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or for Infinity War, that's yet to be determined, but um, I, I really liked Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It, it was very, very good. I dug yeah, it. I totally agree. Complete, complete two thumbs up on the side. Uh, it's, actually, you, you mentioned it, if you like the Marvel method. I think it, it broke from the Marvel method. I think so many of the Marvel movies are because the nature a lot of them were origin stories they follow that origin-y kind of thing i think this is one of them that just that just doesn't it just tells its own self i'd actually liken this a little more to um thor the dark world i know a lot of people don't love that movie mm-hmm. but from a from a storytelling the kind of story that they told this felt like a thor the dark world kind of story yeah i hear what you're saying i, I just when i say what i say by the marvel method is it's you know, with the humor and kind of family, not, it's not really family friendly because there's some very dark, yeah, like there is. Yeah. My wife Which, covered my five year old's eyes a couple of times, but uh, the humor aspect of it, everyone right. wants to kind of see like a adult, serious, gritty quote. I'm right. making little buddy ears with my fingers right now. Uh, it's not that it's a funny movie that uh, the, literally my whole family enjoyed me, my wife, my sister, my son. Yeah. We all loved it. And that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard it thing is. to pull off. 
what you really mean by the Marvel method is Jack Kirby did all the work. I'm I'm <laughs> kidding. That was a slam. I actually don't feel that way. I just I couldn't resist that joke. I could not. Resist that. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, you need to go see it. Okay, go. Yeah, that's my my plans this weekend. I have I have two interviews and Mother's Day and some other stuff. Um, and a, a rat that I spotted in my garage last night that I'm overjoyed to know about. Oh. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's a tree coming from one of my neighbor's yards that hits my roof, so I think I know where it came from. But on top of those things, I, Guardians of the Galaxy is very high on my list. Can anybody else, thinking of me trying to catch a rat, do you ever, you know, does it bring images of uh, uh, the Coyote and Roadrunner to anybody else? Because that's what I'm afraid of happening. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. You're going to, you yeah. know, uh, go to acme.com and try to find some uh, rat. Yep. I've actually got rocket skates coming from there right now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We so caught, guys were, we, Oh, we, once we had a, uh, we had a squirrel trapped in our, uh, in our air duct. And so we put mm-hmm. out a live trap and we caught it and I have visual evidence of this. Although of course it's like Bigfoot evidence where the, the live trap obscures the, the part that we want you to see. My roommate yes. and I at the time, we swear to this day we caught a scrat, half rat, half half squirrel. <laughs> the you tail, the tail was. I mean, we went googling, and is it possible? People say it's a mist. People say it's a this. The tail was a hundred percent rat. It was a squirrel body. The head was like half rat, half squirrel. It was so nasty looking. Ugh. And then. But we figure all this out while we're at work that day, and we had already called the landlord to take it away. And mm-hmm. uh, my dad, I called my dad. I'm like, is that a thing? Is that possible? He's a hunter and stuff. He goes, well, I don't know. When you get home, just drown it. We'll check it out. And it was gone. Yeah. It had already sprung it its trap, gathered its well, No, 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 no. The landlord came and took it away. So literally that's, we have these. That's we have what these, he told you. Yeah. We have these Bigfoot-esque pictures of me and my roommate next to this trapped scrat yeah so so uh, good luck good luck with that is what i'm saying well thank you i i I do appreciate that so guys (laughs) we're giving we're giving guardians of the galaxy uh two thumbs up absolutely yes yes absolutely yeah with no with no no caveats there go see it it's great no no hesitations nope all right, so that is definitely going on my list. There, Paul. So we'll start doing we'll start doing our topic of the week at the beginning, and that way, if we need to expand, we can. How's that work? I'm, I'm down. We'll yeah, just give it a little test drive here. Yeah, I think that works out better because we didn't feel all shortened going into it. Um, can I make one thing before we get into some of the news? Can I make one observation? Has everybody caught up on the Flash? No. Ah, killing me. But I but so. I know what happens. I mean, I know there's okay. spoilers. Feel free. To Jesus speak. Christ! I'm a little you want to talk about being? You want to talk about being sick of a formula now? <laughs> I am. Yeah. yeah. I we'll God, talk about damn. that a little bit later in the news. Yeah. Yeah, I I just wanted to say that. Also, um, uh, my other favorite uh, CW show, uh, Riverdale. Totally caught me off guard with the way it wrapped up, and it had its incest story, but not where I thought it would be. Oh. Right? Was have you so, seen, have you seen so the, the new the one that's airing tonight? No, I haven't. I'm still reeling from okay. last week a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Last week's was crazy. Yeah. I yeah. Seen tonight. I usually watch it on the CW app the next day. 
Yeah, last week's episode was nuts. Yeah, yeah that I can't was... believe how I like that show. It's a great show. <laughs> well, uh, somebody, somebody I was talking to the other day called it Twin Peaks nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's we. I've yeah. been referring to it as tw- Tween Peaks for for months yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. That's pretty good. That is pretty That's good. Perfect. Yeah, the thing I have to do is not notice that Veronica is super cross-eyed. <laughs> We were supposed to have, uh, for free comic book day, we were supposed to have Betty at, at, at Golden Apple Comics, my shop. Uh, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. She had to back out for some personal stuff. But we still had a friend of the store, Roberto Aguirre Sacaza. He's the showrunner and creator on the show. Uh, he's oh, a, cool. He's a friend. Yeah, he's a friend. We've, we, we've known him for years. So we had him signing copies of the Riverdale free comic book day. It was pretty great. Oh, that's awesome. Um yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, does it freak anybody else out how much she looks like Brittany Murphy? I Am never I thought about that. Notice this. I never thought about uh, that. She never, doesn't uh, have the crazy look in her eye that Brittany Murphy had. Oh, just give her time. <laughs> Sometimes she does when she goes dark. Yeah. Betty, oh yeah, when she went dark, Betty. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm just a fan of that show. I think everyone is so well cast. Like all the actors are one. They're all very talented. But they're perfect for their roles. Like it, you could not cast a better show. The I have a little trouble with Archie, a little bit, not huge, really? but a little bit. Yeah, because he's not an actual ginger. And Archie in the comics, yeah. that kid's yeah, that kid's an actual ginger. Yeah. But here's the thing. <clears throat> but I'm past it this far in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it took him a few episodes to get his hair color right too. Yeah. Yeah. But you know. I think he's a good actor, and I think once oh, they yeah. once they once they got the hair settled down a little bit, it, then you just settled like you just you were in. So, well, and, and a big part with me is like you get through the first episode and you kind of get a sense of where you're going, and then my my suspension of uh, disbelief is a lot easier to deal with, you know. Right, right. When you're I like, like the pay like when you hit the point you're like miss grundy's hot what hold on here what's going on yeah i'm i'm glad they they went away from the the, the child molesting aspect yeah. of the yeah. storyline yeah well you know cw is really like notorious about that remember smallville had lana lang dating uh, uh, a teacher uh, veronica mars she was like 16 dating a cop who was like 30 a cop I just, yeah. I just want to point that out again. So CW's kind of got a thing about that. But like my wife pointed out the other day, she goes, television drama kind of makes statutory rape okay. <laughs> you know, they, they do this like fairly often. So, but yeah, otherwise it's yeah. kind of gross. I feel like on Smallville, I'm trying to think, remember the storyline. I feel like they made a point of saying she was 18. They did repeatedly, repeatedly every episode. You can't do that with Archie because they're like sophomores in yeah. high school. Yeah, right. Not but good. yeah, but you know what? It's still not okay for a teacher to bone down with a student. No, no, no. About, yeah, no, no. I totally agree. Yeah, you want to talk about abuse of power? Right. Yeah. But love the show, though. Totally love the show. Yeah, me too. I think it's fantastic. Um, well, I, I think we've all been in agreement on that. It's like. You know, that one, uh, The Flash, I'm still happy with. And you know what? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow really picked it up this season, too. Cool. Yeah, I still haven't picked it back up. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
Judge Dredd. Paul, why don't you tell yeah, us what's going on with Judge television. Dredd? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was bummed out when they weren't going to make a new movie because I I like the Carl Urban Judge Dredd movie or, you know, The Raid because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much exactly like The Raid. But I, like that I, I am The Raid. Yeah, they weren't going to make a new movie, but they're making a TV show, uh, Metro City One, which I'm super excited about because I think it could totally work as a television show. Stop. Well, I think it could too because you can definitely you can slow down the storytelling and really explore things a little bit more. And and Judge Dredd, how long have they been making that comic now? Thirty eight years. Oh yeah, it's. Oh yeah, 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 easy. Yeah, and he's aged in real time as it's gone on, basically too. So you can definitely dig in, settle into the story, and explore. So I think I think it'll work quite well as a TV series. But yeah, I, I just, also don't. Yeah, well, I was going to say, but I also don't understand how some TV series work because apparently Powerless has been canceled and Gotham just got signed for a fourth season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure how, how that works. Either. Yep, not real clear on that one. Yeah, but I'm excited. But I mean, as as of now, there you know, no one's been really cast, so you know, we'll wait and see. You know, they have like a promo poster, but that's it. So we'll see how it goes. But um, I'm excited to see a Judge TV show. And it's it's not Carl Urban. No, it's not. He's not attached to it? Not that I'm aware of. There's, so far, there's no, no names attached. I'm a big Carl Urban fan. I, I enjoy everything he does. Yeah, I was thinking about him today, and I'm like, that guy is just like a great character actor. Totally. Totally. He does his, the weirdest stuff that's completely different from each other. His Bones is fantastic. His Star Trek I was, is just I was great. just going to say, you know, if they could make me happy... Let's do a Star Trek spinoff show about a medical ship with him as the uh, the captain and chief surgeon, and then just kind of run it like the love boat, have a cast of different people every week with him. <laughs> I, I'd be stoked. Yes. Yeah. Because his McCoy. So different roles. Yeah, but his McCoy to me is just, it's the one that I was happy to see him kind of just do DeForest Kelly doing Bones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where everybody else kind of explored it a little bit and went a different way with their characters in the Star Trek reboot. I wanted mm-hmm. Bones to be Bones. I didn't want him to be any different than DeForest Kelly playing Bones, and I got it, and I was pretty stoked. Yeah, he nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be – he's Executor in the new Thor movie. Yeah. Oh, right. Was, yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. yeah he was in Pete, Pete, you know, Pete's Dragon. A Disney movie. He was in Pete's Dragon? I didn't yeah. know that. Like the bad guy lumberjack. Oh, well, funny. wasn't he? He was, he was the, the, the Stone Cold government killer in Red, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just, man, he's very, I think he's super underrated. Yeah. I see his he name is. and I'm happy. No, he's he's great, actually. He's really good. Um. Yeah, so I think I think um, I'm I'm cool seeing what they do with Judge Dredd as a TV show. Um, I'll tell you one yeah. thing though: there's no there's no way they can sustain on a TV show with uh, Dredd never t- showing his face, like never taking his helmet off. There's no way. That'd be really yeah. hard to do. 
Yeah, like you, you can barely get away with it in like in Urban's movie. Stallone didn't even try. Now, yes, but you could not get away with doing that on a TV show. That'd be awesome if they did, though. So oh yeah, cool. it'd be or, harder than hell or, to do. Or do it like um, <laughs> do it like uh, like those Mike Meyer bits, Mike Myers bits and plan in front of the naughty bits. You know what I'm saying? Oh or, uh, yeah, or or like the fence on home improvement for the neighbor. Um, home improvement. Oh, that'd be great. I was just thinking about that. His mask off, <laughs> but just always have a cabinet in the way of his eyes or something just like that. Something in, in, in yeah, yeah. Him. Every every time he has his mask off, you can't see. <laughs> that would be great. That would be. Yeah, you know what? A creative creative enough uh, directing team and design team, they could figure out a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if the audience would put up with it, that's a different question. Oh, yeah. I think if you if you like Judge, if you know anything about Judge Dredd, or you like Judge Dredd at all, I think you'd be okay with it. Yeah, but wouldn't it? Isn't the whole goal of putting it on TV to have it reach a larger audience? Yeah, but fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> fuck those guys. They're supposed to make everything for me. Did you know that, Jeremy? Well, that's that's a good point. I did not consider that, Paul. I'm sorry. I I kind of forgot about that. That's I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next one you have on the on the outline here, Paul. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of drop a little promo here. Uh, This week, uh, uh, Daniel Dockery wrote for us a piece about uh, saying goodbye to uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, Hellboy. And it's on the announcement that there's a new R-rated uh, Del Toro-less Hellboy coming our way. Yeah, yeah, I read the piece. It was very well written. I enjoyed it. I agreed with everything you said. And I am super excited about this. Because I yeah. love me some Hellboy. I'm kind of excited to see what direction they go with this. I'm always sad to see Selma Blair lose a job, but, you know, you can't have everything. Yeah, you can't have everything. Uh, I'm just really excited because they 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 they're saying anyways. Well, you know, it's yet to be determined that uh, it's definitely going to be uh, like more of a horror comic, a horror movie, and very staying very true to the to the books. Not, and I'm not taking away anything from what Guillermo del Toro did because uh, I love everything he's done, and uh, I really enjoyed the first two Hellboy movies, but. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to like a straight up horror style um, Hellboy movie. And um, David Harbour, um, I'm interested to see him as Hellboy because I really love Stranger Things. Obviously, it was a great TV show. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm, I'm glad to see more Hellboy. I'm glad it's not just ending. Yeah, I love I love Guillermo del Toro as well. But you know, it's. I, obviously part three with him was not going to be happening. He's, he's very methodical, you know, when it comes to his yeah. projects, he takes forever. So I'm fine with handing the reins over. I'm a Hellboy fan from originally, literally from his first appearance and stuff. So uh, I'm all for letting other people take. Yeah. And see, I always, I always had a bit of a problem with Hellboy from the beginning because Mike Mignola's art, I always found kind of off-putting, especially when he was doing artwork for uh, Batman covers and that sort of thing. Oh, really? 
Yeah, but but with Hellboy, it kind of you know when he's in the right genre, it works. See, I think his Batman is fantastic. Is the Elseworlds Batman? That was like one of my first. That was one of my first exposures to him. I think I Mm -hmm. I was just I was blown away. Like who? And obviously his his art's elevated since then. But I'm I'm I love it. He did a um. He did a miniseries that a lot of people don't know about called The Doom That Came to Gotham. Uh, so good. And it's Mignola. It's, it's, it's the height of his powers. And uh, it's really, really good. It's like a three-issue prestige format thing about like a Cthulhu kind of threat, you know, that hits Gotham. It's an Elseworlds tale. Um, yeah. I remember seeing it, but really I don't think good. I ever read it. Yeah, yeah really it. good. Yeah, I, yeah mean, I remember I he did some covers for that. a death in the family, and I just it, I found it off putting then. But in the right genre, it's very good. I'm sorry, Paul, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh no, that's no, I get it. Um, I think I find it weird when I read a Hellboy Hellboy story and it's anyone other than Mike Mignola drawing it. Right. We were doing that for a while. I can you know I'm not, not take away anything from the artist. There were good artists working on it, but it's just not the same when he does. Uh, when Mike Mignola draws and writes Hellboy, it's just it's perfection. It's a perfect comic book, in my opinion. It's one of the best things ever done. I love Hellboy. And if yeah, so true to that, I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah so I think it's, I, I think one of the reasons his style works so well with with specifically Hellboy and just that genre is so much. You know, he uses so he's so heavy on the blacks that he leaves so much deep shadow that your mind kind of fills in the blanks of the threats that Hellboy or, you know, or the, the rest of the BPRD, you know, that, that they face, you know what I'm saying? So it's, mm-hmm. it's just this heavy, heavily shadowed world that anything could be lurking in. And I think that's just spot on for that character. Agreed. Yeah. That's what I mean. When you put it in the, in the correct, uh, in the correct genre, it, it really holds in very well. His artwork makes it well, like it elevates everything because the moodiness and the uh, mm-hmm. stark contrast and the and he uses odd angles and things too that are also in something that has some Cthulian like twists and turns to it or otherworldly weirdness to it. It almost brings Dutch angles into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is perfect. You couldn't have someone that has more of a like a cartoony style on, on Hellboy. It just it would wouldn't work. Right. Like he should almost draw draw the cabinet of Dr. Caligari or something, you know? Yeah. I'm I'm in. I I I'd yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. Um oh one thing, Paul, that I wanted to throw in here real quick that isn't in your uh, your news of the uh, the week stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It has been announced. It has been announced that Everett Hartso's uh, comic book character Razor is going to be in a film directed by Rob Cohen of Triple uh, X. Really? Next week? Yes, next week I will be uh, running my interview with Everett Hartso. Um, he did have stuff that was off limits, but he—I already knew who was going to be producing and directing. But he will not tell me who is starring until they get to con. After that, they'll let, they'll let everybody know. So, might which, be some cool stuff Con coming up. That? The Wrath of Khan in the film festival in France. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was quick. I like it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so. But yeah, so they're gonna make the announcement of who's starring there, and Everett says it's 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 a somebody. I mean, they're all somebodies to me because you know I I feel that way about humanity, but you know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that's cool. Yeah, no, that'll be cool. I, I can't wait to see what they do with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's got some cool stuff coming up too in general. And I didn't know this, but he actually, when he quit doing comic books during the downturn, he went and designed websites. That's what he was doing that whole time. Yeah. So there's some interesting stuff. Look for that next week on geekishcast.com. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there because, you know, they released the poster and stuff this week. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. I didn't see that. All right. So I have not seen this yet, but it was big news this week. Uh, The Gifted. Why don't don't you tell me a little bit about this? So it's it's Fox's new X-Men family drama, which has me a little weird. Weird is out, but uh, it's by... uh, it's the new Brian Singer television show that their Marvel and Fox are producing. And there was a teaser that came out today about um, these two kids that seem to have powers. So we'll see. This one, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this because you guys watch Legion? I watched the first episode. And it lost me. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. I'm going to try to get through it all, but I, I wasn't a huge fan. I think I got through four episodes. I really tried, but I was not feeling it at all. There are some people who love it, and I I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, me neither. I just thought it was boring as hell. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, but I'll give this a try. You know, we'll see what what this is all about. I've heard uh, some, they don't say who, but it's, I guess, it's the Von Strucker family. So we'll we'll see what it's about. Um, I just kind of find a, find it a little bit hard getting into stuff that's like vague and not specifically about characters I know. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know we'll we'll see. You know we'll check it out. I mean I'm, Fen- I'm all for TV shows, but the Fenris twins they were always creepy and like talk about <laughs> going back to Riverdale talking about like flowers yeah. in the attic-y. That's that's yeah. the Strucker the Strucker twins were always very much that. So I wonder if they're going to go down that route. I mean, if they do, if they go down that route, then I may be more interested. There's a weird thing going on with TV these days. And I, I kind of wrapped it up in a, this is going to come off wrong. It's going to sound terrible the way this I'm going to say it, but I said on television right now, incest is the new gay. If you want something kind of edgy, and some kind of mm. pushing pushing the envelope, man. They they love the incest card a lot on TV these days. Wow. Where, yeah. Where else is it getting thrown around? Uh, oh, Bates, well, Bates Motel. Yep. Um, I actually uh, we had a whole conversation where we listed like five TV shows with it the other day when we were talking about this. Oh, really? um, yeah, I mean it was a bunch. She's like, my wife quit watching one show because of it. Oh, um, damn it! What was the um, Oh, Boardwalk Empire had a thing with Jimmy and his mom. And oh, it was like, yep, 
And uh, there's just been like a lot of these things. And even if they don't explicitly state it, they implicitly hint at it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's always a little icky. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah. And that's why, it's like I said, it's inartful for me to say, you know, compare it to gayness because I don't feel that way about gay people, but I do feel that incest yeah. is gay. But 40, 30, 40 <laughs> years ago when they used they used gay characters as this cutting edge thing, most yeah, people still thought it was icky. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So sabu. that's what I, I mean. I, I hated it. Yeah, I hated to even say it that way, and I, I feel like I should like sit here and give caveats for the next hour and forty five minutes to like why I'm not saying it's terrible a thing as I thought, but you know. No, I don't think it well, came yeah. off. No, I don't think it came across that way. I, you're, I think you're dead on though. It's 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 that taboo subject, and they need something yeah. that's now taboo. Yeah, because yeah, very, very few things are taboo nowadays, so they're kind of like, mm-hmm. well, what's still hanging on there? Yeah, well, you know what else isn't taboo is taking away people's health care. But I digress. Hey. Hey, listen, last weekend was free comic book day. My slogan was just because healthcare is not free doesn't mean your comics can't be. Yeah. Well, for, for those of us in California, there is a public option uh, thing uh, in front of the state assembly right now. So, but this is not a political show. That'll be my next podcast that I start. <laughs> um, here's something kind of cool. Black lightning is uh, coming to the CW. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right it is. Now I'm a little I'm a little unclear on something. This is not going to be part of the Supergirl Arrow or I'm sorry the Arrow Flash universe. This is going to be something different. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I'm kind of wondering why they chose that that direction. You know, the Arrowverse. Why is it not in the Arrowverse? Well, I think the Arrowverse is now. If you think about it, Arrowverse is what like six years old. They're they're gonna yeah. they're coming yeah they're coming up on the the end of the Arrowverse you know realistically. Well, that's a shame. Well, I mean, if you just think about the just the lifespan of it, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. So Flash, I hopefully Flash stays around forever, but you know everything's gonna want even Smallville only went ten years. So if Arrow's only got a few more years in it, if they tie this into that. Uh, you know, and, 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 yeah, exactly. And I don't think yeah. I don't think Legends has much more of a maybe one more year on it unless they really, really pick up. And I know they said this year was a lot better. So I think maybe they're smart doing it this way. And a lot of people are guessing that that on TV, they're going to do a big crisis event. So it kind of doesn't matter what universe you're in. Mm-hmm. No, because, you're correct. Yeah. yeah, they could do a crisis and bring everybody together. And that'd be amazing. I do want to see them do a crisis event, and I also think a crisis event might be a nice way to reinvigorate, shake up, and relaunch yeah. TV yep. shows as they are. So, totally. uh, yeah, I can totally see that. And I know it's kind of popular to shit on crises these days and reboots, but um, it's pretty handy. It's going to be handier for TV and movies, too. Oh, yeah, yep. definitely. Yep. Yeah. Um, Paul, I did like one question you brought up in your in your script here. Um, cause you, oh well, so iZombie got signed for another season, which is good. I actually like iZombie quite a bit. Love that series. show. It's a good yeah. show. Um, it is tongue in cheek and serious at the same time, and that is not an easy thing to to do. And it is from the creator of Veronica Mars, so it is from a hell of a writer. Yes. Um, yeah, but I'm you sorry. you you have a question in here, like you know. Uh, what other DC shows would you like to see? And um, can I just throw out there again, Booster and Beetle? Can anybody? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, in all honesty, so I, one of the reasons I like Black Lightning, uh, a Black Lightning series, and the, the idea of it is uh, I feel like these smaller, lesser-known characters work better because if you have a Batman TV show, I mean, it's like under a microscope. Oh, yes. You know, any every move you make, every word written in the script is completely scrutinized. So a show like Booster Gold and, you know, would no one's going to know. Most of the general audience is not going to know if something's not exactly like the comic book. They can just enjoy it for what it is. So I think those are smarter decisions, in my opinion. I, yep. I agree with you 100%, sir. I, yeah, I mean, the evidence is Gotham. Where, you know, yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but initially the biggest, the hardest thing for us to get out to kind of understand about the show was that it was different because everyone loves Batman so much. You're like, well, he can't be that young and his villains be that old. It's just not a thing. And all the little changes, his his mythology is known so well that any little change is scrutinized, just like you said. So going for B characters is perfect. Um, there's one for the working man right there. Um, yeah, no, I think going to the B character is good. Also, because you might find a tentpole character that that you have that nobody knew about until you start yeah. exploring them. Totally. Yeah. I, I, Black Lightning should be hugely popular. Oh, yeah, his only problem was in the 80s when they kept referring to him as African-American Lightning. It was just too long of a title. <laughs> I, I, do want, I, I do on the show, I want him at some point for a doppelganger to show up in whatever city they have him running around in as Black Vulcan and, like, yes. you know, just have have the big, yeah. hey, wait a minute. That is one, all of my life, I can't remember which one is Super Friends and which one's the actual comic book character. <laughs> I have to actually stop and go, let's see, Black Vulcan was animated, so it's Black Lightning is the regular character. Okay, there we go. Right. Because they didn't want to pay yeah. Tony Isabella uh, licensing rights. Exactly. Yeah. And also, their well, their uh, culturally sensitive depiction of Apache Chief was pretty amazing too. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, good times. Oh, I, yeah. I really liked them on the the Legends of the D, of the Superheroes uh, TV show, the live action. That was the or the superhero oh. roast even. Yes. Oh God! You know the the thing is, I had I knew that they had done that. But for years, I had forgotten what it was or what extent it was until the Internet came along, and then I could go and search oh, it. They're, they're available for purchase from the Warner Brothers, like, direct-to-disc uh, store. Oh, God. I highly, if you're, a, if you're a, a passing fan of, like, Batman 66 or that era, I highly recommend it. They're so great. They're terrible. But they're great. That's, that's pretty amazing. Hey, we only got a few minutes left. We only got a few minutes left here. Paul, we got to get to your picks of the week. That's what we screwed up by moving all the stuff to the top. That's okay. That's quick for me. All right. Well, you got one minute and 15 seconds. One minute and 15 seconds. Okay. So my pick of the week caught me completely by surprise. I didn't think I almost didn't even read this book, but I decided to pick it up was Secret Warriors. Number one is the Secret Empire tie-in. I hate tie-ins, but um, I've actually really been enjoying this whole Secret Empire thing. It's, I'm actually interested in it, and it's kind of shaking everything up. So uh, 
Secret Warriors number one by Marvel Comics. Uh, it's a very weird team. It's basically Daisy Johnson, a.k.a. Quake, uh, Miss Marvel, which I love that character, uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Karnak and Inferno. I know it sounds like a very, like, just that team. I'm kind of, like, not interested. But it was a super fun book. It was good writing. The art was was great, and it, it was a surprisingly good story. So uh, I think because it caught me by surprise, I, I picked the number one. Uh, Action Comics was definitely high on that list. If you guys read the new Action Comics because love, of all the – Love action. People, oh, man, and this that issue was great. Um, but this one, just by how surprised it was, how much I enjoyed it, just the enjoyment factor, I picked it as my pick of the week. All right, and, and what you're looking forward to next week? Um, so the – Conclusion of the Buttman story arc um, is Flash 22 coming out. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the cover of it. You see the cover, Joe? Obviously, you probably did. Man. I haven't seen the no, I haven't seen the cover yet. What is it? It's Jay Garrick right on the cover. I think. Oh, love it. <laughs> so I yeah, so I could not be not more looking forward to this <laughs> book. And right. and the Buttman's been great. It's been a great uh, little event, and this is the type of events I like. Just a couple of titles, not all these crazy tie-ins. I've been enjoying it so far, and I'm kind of hope, hoping there's some answers and not just more questions at the end of this. So that's what I'm looking forward to next week. Great. Cool. Well, I'm going to do a real quick wrap-up. Check us out at geekishcast.com. Also, go check out Joe's show, Joe on Joe, the G.I. Joe episode-by-episode retrospective. And if you get another chance, go check out the View from Dog River, my Corner Gas uh, podcast. So long, everybody. All right. So, mm-hmm. Paul. Our takeaway is we move the movies and your picks to the top and then do news. We could. I mean, it's really easy for me to do picks. I mean, yeah, but I, I figure we, we put them in early. That way we know we get them done, though. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we'll do the, the topic, the picks, and then we'll do news. That work for everybody? Sounds great. That works. Yeah, no. I like not having to rest to the topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that way if you run short, it's fine. And if you don't, you got plenty of time. Yeah, if we run long on topic, we just drop some new stuff or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, so, you can see, Joe, we're, we'll, we're still learning how to do segments on this show. <laughs> yeah. It's like a natural conversation, right? Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. That's important. Like when I talk to everybody, hey, did you hear about this? Hear about this? Yeah. Um, well, that's um, – I'm surprised the Black Lightning wasn't on the new streaming. So, you know, DC's doing a new streaming channel type thing? Yeah. That Titan's going to be on? Yeah. I want to hear more about how they're going to do this because, man, I pay a lot for streaming channels already. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm nervous. Uh, just like, for example, like CBS, you know, they, they were supposed to launch their um, – uh, the Star Trek was supposed to launch on streaming, and that's you know that's vaporware. Um, I'm holding my breath on that one. But if they do a booster gold and uh... oh, well, I'm I'm in. Yeah. yeah, well, look, I've been I've been paying for perfect. Go ahead, sorry. I, I was going to say I, I've been paying for the CBS All Access for almost a year now. Um, are, you that, watching, are you Are you watching Good Fight on it? I am not. I am not. Um, <laughs> so here, I hear it's a little great. I hear it's a great, I hear I it's a great, a great show. show. Yeah, my yeah, friend, I do too. My friend and, on it, and 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 oh, yeah. every and we hear really good things, but none of us have the actual. You know, we don't have access to the actual channel, but everyone yeah. says it's amazing. Yeah, 
Well, so I'm interviewing Larry Nemechek again on Saturday. He's been on the show with us a few times. Um, Yeah, and I'm going to do the, so Larry, what's wrong with Star Trek these days, old buddy, old pal? See, I don't know if he still has any inside info, but I'm going to try to find out. You know, because I'm kind of in that same place where I'm like, wow, uh, I don't think we're ever getting the new Star Trek TV series. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, I also. Late or what? I also, well, moonlight, on, I also moonlight on a Star Trek podcast. Oh, do you? Which one? I, I do. It's called Saturday Morning Trek and my friend Aaron Get Harvey. Get the fuck show. out. I know Aaron. Yeah. Oh, you know Aaron Harvey? <laughs> I, well, I, I kind of know him. I was going to have him uh, design some uh, design some logos for me. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, so... He's a brilliant designer. Yeah, and so then he and I kind of talk bullshit here and there, just um, just on Facebook because I still want to have him design stuff. But it's every time I get ready to like have him do that, he's out of time or I run out of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's super yeah. busy. Yeah, he's a friend of mine from from the store, and he uh, oh, I'm kind shit. of his unofficial unofficial co-host now. I think. Oh, that's cool. So uh, Paul and Paul and I did an episode right before you started joining us where we had Rico Anderson, who was on Star Trek uh, Renegades, the first one, and a friend of ours who's an actor, writer, and director out of Salt Lake City, where we were talking about diversity in comics. I wanted Aaron to join us, but he didn't have time the night we recorded. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's, he, he, yeah. he, he produces a really good podcast. I, was, I liked it before, you know, before I went on. I've, I've known him for a while, but I, I always complimented him on just the quality of, of show that he produces, because I'm not a huge Trek fan, but... You know, I dip my toe in it enough to to yeah. to, to keep up, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he does a great show. Oh, that's cool. See, I, that's okay. Very cool. Yeah, no, I I've listened to his. Now, I'm not a big Star Trek animated guy, right? Uh, which I learned early on with him. Don't ever say you're not a Star Trek animated guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> He's got a chip on his shoulder. I think the the clothesline, yeah. the, the 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 tagline of the show is yes, there is a Star Trek animated show. Because yeah. no one believes that there ever was one. Well, I he was. <laughs> well, I saw it. I saw it when I was a kid, and I mm-hmm. saw an episode or two on Nickelodeon, like later, like maybe when I was in my twenties, and then I forgot about it until he put it on Netflix. Right. And then they're, he said something good. about it. Yeah, a couple of them are really good, but he they said something about it one time. Uh, well, DC Fontana wrote some of them. Yeah, yeah, like it was the same yeah. writers. Like they were they were extensions of the original show. Yeah. But he said something one time, and I said, "Well, let's be honest here. It's not like the show had, and I can't I've, a lot a, a lot of depth or life in the marketplace or exposure." Uh, fuck, man! I had to duck as soon as I hit the send button on that message. Because <laughs> you know, and the thing is, yeah, you know what? If you're in the LA market, yeah, odds are it was probably on solid the whole time, you know. But there was a period during the '80s where Gene Roddenberry had it buried and blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I don't remember ever seeing it when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, well I like cool. it too. Man, my analogy to him was, uh, you know how like the enter- the the show Enterprise ended up being like a holodeck recreation, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like a recreation from from the next generation guys. If that's what that is, then like the animated series is kind of like a holodeck recreation for like the kids of the the next generation. You know what I mean? Like like a kiddie version of actual adventures that Spock and those guys went on. Oh, that's clever. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Um. One of the things I read, so I'm a huge Dune fan. Like one of my favorite just series of all time is Dune. Um, I was not happy when his son and Kevin Anderson did the follow-up novels and actually wrote more books than Frank Herbert had ever written. 
And then I found out that the original novel Dune is considered in their novels to be the book written by Princess Irulan. So it is actually of a lower order of canon than their novels. And I was like, you can't fucking do that. Oh, wow. You cannot just come along and rape a man. I mean, I realize the son has something to do with it, but I'm just like, you can't just take it away. That takes some balls. Yeah. Ugh. Disgusting. All right, guys. So uh, that was our live episode. All this stuff will be on the, uh, you know, obviously on the playback, but those listening live missed it. Um, do you have some new sponsors coming up, Paul? Uh, some stuff to like, you know, we got a lightsaber manufacturer and some other things to start touting. Um, for people listening, though, Joe, where do people find your podcast? You can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, basically TuneIn Radio, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Joe on Joe pod and, and Twitter and, and Instagram and all that stuff. We have new episodes every Wednesday and we're in the middle of the Serpentor miniseries. So it's oh. very exciting. <laughs> this I command. <laughs> oh man. And also there's a toy line that was made by Mego in the early eighties as a competitive line to GI Joe that a toy company is starting to remake. And I want to find their creators and get them on. So if anybody has any idea how to do that, let me know. I I don't know the answer to that, but I do know what you're talking about, that I know the toy line, and I have seen, like, newish versions of those. Yeah, Eagle Force is the name of the toy line. Yes, exactly right. Weren't they they die-cast metal? They were, and they were two and a quarter inches tall. Yep, they were smaller, totally. Yep. Um, I definitely want to talk to that company because they're also doing, they have a new Captain Action action figure. Cool. Um, they have uh, the Black Terror and a handful of other public domain figures. So I'm trying to figure out how to get a hold of these guys and try to get them on. Cool. So, yeah. Also, Joe, since um, you're down there in L.A., if you've got any ideas for guests that fit this format but not yours, please feel free to pitch them to me or pitch us to them, whatever would be easier. And uh, now my dogs are going nuts. So goodbye, everybody. All right, guys. Have a good night. You too. Hey, Paul, take care. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, brother. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.